0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the greater one. I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to grow back. I gotta keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. And you can learn how. It's not a hard, hard thing to do. It comes down to a matter of choices. But you need to hear the right thing to believe the right thing. And the right thing is the Bible. The Word of God. So get your, get your Bible. If you don't have one, put your faith on that and get you one. And get something to make a note with and come on into the classroom with us. And let's get answers today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for utterance, asking you for eyes and ears and hearts open to receive and see, hear, and understand. We, we ask for answers. We <clears throat> Thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you turn, please, to uh, Luke, the 18th chapter, and let's continue in our study of this 19th uh, individual account of healing in the ministry of Jesus, the healing of blind Bartimaeus. We've uh, gone one by one through the previous 18. Um, if you haven't been with us and haven't gotten those, let me encourage you. Go online to faithschool.org and uh, watch any and all of them that you want to. Uh, it'll, it'll benefit you. To, you'll understand more what's going on now if you got what led up to it. It won't cost you anything, no charge. This account is recorded in Matthew 20, also in Mark 10, and also here in Luke 18. So let's begin reading it again in the uh, 35th verse, Luke 18, 35. It says, It came to pass that as he, Jesus, was come near to Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. Just a thought on this, um, about the man, uh, we know in, from Mark's account that his name is Bartimaeus. Sitting by the roadside begging, and we know that uh, the people tried to silence him when he called out to the Lord. You always want to remind yourself when you see somebody that's in a, in not in a good situation, that if you've not been in that situation yourself, you don't know what it's like. You might imagine that you do. You might imagine what you would and wouldn't do. But the truth is, you don't know until you've been there. And so you see sometimes people... That, uh, you know, the people that day that were in the crowd with Jesus, they were a bit calloused, more than a bit, toward him. And just, just trying to clamp down on him and shut him up and wanting him not to bother or interfere what they were doing. But you always want to remind yourself that you don't know what it's like to be in a situation that you've never experienced before and you want to show mercy and you do not want to act haughtily and arrogantly. Anytime a thought crosses your mind, well, why don't they just believe God and get over that? Why do they keep dealing with that? Have you ever dealt with that? Have you ever ever overcome that yourself? Then you don't know. Hmm? I said, you don't know. And so don't don't act presumptuously and proudly because God hates pride. He he does not like it and he resists the proud and he is gracious. If anybody could look on uh, others and go, why don't you get it together? (laughs) It would be him. Is that right? It would be him. (laughs) And yet, for instance, in James, where he says, uh, did any of you lack wisdom? That means, among other things, you don't know what to do. He said, let him ask of God, which gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. He won't make you feel dumb because you don't know. He won't upbraid you. Like, you dummy, what... What are you here asking me for help again? You should have had this already a long time ago. He is so gracious, and it, it really is. We don't know the gap between us and him. We don't we don't know how big that gap is. But it's gotta look. We, it's gotta look like we sometimes we're not even trying, you know, or making any effort. From his perspective, I could see how he could get put out with us. And yet, He's kind. He's gracious. He'll tell you again for the 80th time. Like it was the first time He told you. Well, if He's gracious with us, we ought to be gracious with each other. Right? The same way. And if somebody's hurting and somebody's in a bad way, even if it's completely their own fault, still Do not presume what you would do if you were them because if you were them, you'd be doing exactly what they're doing (laughs) if you were them. And you don't know if you haven't lived their life, you you don't know what they don't know. You don't know how they came up. You you don't know everything that led up to this. And you want to remind yourself that you don't know. And just be merciful. And just be kind. And a whole lot of things, you say, well, that's between them and the Lord. And it's not for me to judge. But you wanna, you, what you want to do is help. If we can help, let's help. But let's don't hinder. And let's certainly, you know, the last thing anybody needs when they're feeling down and defeated is somebody coming in, making them feel worse about the situation, right? And putting pressure on them. About it, just just say it out loud, Lord, Amen. help me not to do that. To be aware. Amen. Amen. Well, well, keep going. It says uh, he sat by the wayside begging, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. He cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. They which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do to you? Now we talked about this on our uh, previous lesson. Why did Jesus ask him this question? What? Well, Shouldn't it be, isn't it obvious what the man wants? Yeah, but obvious doesn't cut it. Obvious doesn't doesn't get it fixed. I want you to note, class, Jesus did not tell the man what to believe for. Everybody everybody awake? Jesus did not tell the man what to believe for. And he didn't tell him, I'm going to believe for it, for you. And as believers and those learning a few things about faith, we need to watch about that when it comes to us believing with other people. You've got to watch about you're going to believe for something for them. Or about telling them what to believe for. You You can make a mistake doing that. In Matthew, the 18th chapter, um, notice this. Go ahead and turn there and look at it. Matthew 18 and verse 19. Again, Jesus said, I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Notice what was, what was supposed to happen for this to work? If two of you show what? Agree. Not just ask, but agree on what you're touching, what you're asking. Agree. Um, I learned that the hard way back in the early days of our ministry. Um, you find out that it's God's will for everybody to be healed and delivered and needs met. And of course, people that you care about, uh, you wanna, if you know God can do it and you know it's His will, well, you want to see it happen. And there were cases where I tried to believe for somebody. Now, I'm talking, there's an exception to this. If you're an adult and you have a child and that child is young and under your care and control, you believe for them just like you believe for yourself until they get old enough to have a relationship with God for themselves, You do. You believe for them just like for yourself. But when it comes to another adult, you can't just believe something you want for them. And too many have tried to do this, and then when it didn't happen, they got upset, they got hurt, they got mad at God. No, when it comes to other adults, you got to ask them many times, what are you believing for? And then you have to, even though you, you don't think that's enough, maybe you want to believe for something better than that. Well, if it's their body or their finances or their life, you don't have the authority to. And you say, well, I'm just going to believe that that happens anyway. Did Jesus do that? No. The servant's not above his master, right? you going to do something Jesus didn't do? Well, what did Jesus do? It, don't, don't you find it enlightening that they bring the man up to him? And what did Jesus say? What, what do you want me to do for you? Was that necessary? It must have been. Right? Is, is Jesus doing it the right way? Are you kidding? This, how about the only way it works? <laughs> this is it. He asks them, asks him, What do you want me to do for you? And this is not the only time we find this. We found this in earlier cases. And how many times did he say when it happened, your faith did it? Uh, According as you believe. Does that mean more to you now? According to what you believed as you believed. Because when he says, uh, what do you want me to do for you? And the man said uh, that I may receive my sight. And he said, Receive your son. That's exactly what the man said he wanted. And then it says it again in the next verse. He received his son. Exact same words in the original too. What do you want? He told him. That's what he got. Exactly what he said. Well, then we need to be more aware and watchful when it comes to us believing and praying for other people. Not just saying, this is God's highest and best. And we know this is what God wants. We know God can do this. So I'm just going to believe that this is what happens for you. No, no, you don't have complete control and authority in another person's life. And this has been the source of a lot of frustration and hurt feelings. And I've even seen people quit going to church. I've seen people quit praying. And well, I I know I was believing, did you have a right to do it? And I, I'm thinking of one right now. The man, you know, was doing pretty good in church and going along. And then his mom got sick. And um, he, he called himself standing that she would be healed. I'm believing for mama to be healed. I'm believing for mama to live. Well, mama died. Uh, you know, she's saved. She went to go, go to be with the Lord. But he got so mad about it, he quit going to church. I don't, I, don't, I guess he still has not, is not going. He quit going to church. Why? Because he felt like the Lord let him down. That he, he's be, I'm leaving for mama to, to be healed. Yeah, but what's mama believing? What's mama believing? See? I mean, if you could do that with your faith, why not just believe for somebody to be saved against their will? Huh? And if you could do that, you're doing something God himself's not doing. You can't do that. You can try unsuccessfully and then fail and then be all confused, hurt, mad at God. But like I said, um, that's one reason, one way I learned a few things myself. In the early days, I tried to do that a time or two and it didn't work and I didn't understand. And then the Lord finally helped me to see, no, you've got to talk to them. You've got to find out where they are. Find out what they're believing. And I can't just believe for another adult. I can believe with. Come on, did you hear that? I can believe with them. But not just for them, beyond them, apart from them, no matter how much they need it. No matter how clear it is that it's God's will. That's not the only factor. Can you see, why would Jesus say, what do you want me to do? Why would he say that? Because he said, it's not up to me. And much of the church is trying to say that it is. They're saying, well, it's up to God. Well, that's not what Jesus taught. That's not what he did. That's not what he demonstrated. He said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do? He needed to hear him say it. Right? And if Jesus needed to hear him say it, you need to hear them say it. Is that right? I need to hear them say it, right? There, and so there are times and cases where that you need to just sit down, if it's a loved one, if it's a friend, if it's a coworker, whoever it is, brother and sister in the Lord, don't just say, "Well, we know healings the God's will. We know provisions God's will. And so I'm just going to believe that this happens for them. You're taking too much on yourself. You're acting like you've got more authority than you do. When it comes to other people's lives, there are limits as to what you can believe for and can do. And so you want to talk to them and ask them. And there's been numerous times that I was ready to believe for somebody. Let's believe for this just to happen, all of it, you know, now. And in talking to them, they believed for a little bit of it by the end of the month. (laughs) And so what do we do? Well, it's their life, right? It's their body, it's their finances. So what do we do? I hook with them where they said, huh? What if the man had said, "I want to receive healing in one eye," <laughs> huh? What what if he'd have said that? Would Jesus said, "No, no, it's all or nothing." No, I, you know what he'd have said? According, is that right? And the man would have got one eye healed and one not. I'm telling you, that's exactly what would have happened. (laughs) Because you know, I mean, he probably had some other issues besides being blind. Uh, On the side of the road all the day, every day, and and all the stuff that was going on, I don't know. Bodies being the way they are. But he didn't say, Lord, I want to be healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Right? What did he say? I want to receive my sight. That was the thing it was on. Of course it would be. And Jesus said, what do you want? He said, that's what I want. And Jesus said, well, receive what you want. And he received it. Just like that. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know a lot of people, I, like I mentioned myself, have made mistakes in these areas and frustrated themselves. Some have even got mad at God. But I want everybody to pray it out loud and say, Father God, forgive me me for making any mistakes mistakes in these areas. areas. And I say again, I I trust you. You are good, you are are faithful. You You never let us down. down. Teach me more more. about how I should pray, how I should should believe. with others, and what the limits are, in Jesus' name, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, praise God again. It's not just believing for somebody else; it's believing with. And what did He say? If uh, uh, in that 18th verse, if any two of you shall shall what, shall what, agree. And so, if you got somebody. That you're trying to believe for everything, and they're believing for nothing. Are you in agreement? No, you're not in agreement. So, uh, and and I've even found, you know, I'm, I've been married for uh, you know 43 years now, Phyllis and I, and we act on this uh, oftentimes. The prayer of agreement should be something that husbands and wives do, but we realize if we're not in agreement. You can't do it, right? You can't, and it does no good for one to say, sure, go ahead, you pray that. And they're not convinced. Well, you're not in agreement. So you're just going through the motions. Come on, can you see what I'm talking about class? So you're not ready to pray until you're both on the same page, right? You believe the same thing and you're ready to believe for the same thing. And your vision the same way. And so many times, instead of just praying so quickly, you need to talk more. And you need to both of you hold things before the Lord. And you have your individual prayer. And you come together and you talk about it. And you can tell when both of you get on the same page. Can't you? Oh, you know. You can tell. And then when both of you are truly in agreement, look out. Now you can pray a prayer. Hallelujah. And you can ask for something that will be done. Just like he said, it it will be done of our Father uh, which is in heaven. But can you see that a lot of people have prayed a lot of things and said a lot of things and they didn't happen because they never got an agreement. They were never in agreement. They were never in faith about it. And so it's not a matter, we don't just want to go through the, uh, religious motions. We don't just want to say the right thing and, and make sure it's the right phrase and, and you don't want to be too quick to, to try to do things. Uh, you want to be led by the Spirit and when it's there and you're in agreement, now release your faith. I remember some years ago when one of these cases where the Lord taught me about this um, a person that I had been ministering to in a, in a healing class uh, they didn't show up, and they were I found out that they had had a big problem in their body and they rushed them to the hospital and they were in the hospital and I went to see them later, and they were in such pain that they could they could hardly talk to you they they just they had them on strong medications and still that wasn't enough and they were getting they had gotten worse, worse every day, and the doctor said they probably wouldn't live. Another week or so at that rate. And so by then I had learned do I believe it's God's will for them to be totally healed? I certainly do. Do I believe the power of God can get them out of that bed right now? Totally healed. I do. I do. But is it all up to me? What would Jesus say if he was ministering to him? <laughs> huh? Right? I think we've learned something this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he said, like, what do you want me to minister to? So I came and sat down with him and in, in trying to talk, I, I, he couldn't even hold a proper conversation with me. He's hurting too bad. And in checking my heart, I saw his faith is not to let's just believe and receive it all right now. It's just not. He, he can barely pay attention. And so I, the spirit of God quickened me. I said, brother, I said, do you believe that you and I can pray, talking about that prayer of agreement, that you and I can pray and ask the Lord to touch you so that you won't get any worse. You won't get any worse today. Because at the rate he was going, they said he wouldn't live another week or so. He's getting worse all the time, just going down quick. And so so I said, uh, and when I said that, I could see a little twinkle in his eye, about, he just nodded his head. And, and, and again, I'm looking for not just a physical thing, but a spiritual sense. Is he really going to hook with me on this? And you might say, well, just, you, you're just going to believe that he didn't get any worse? Yes. Come on, y'all with me? Because that's where we are. I can't just believe for anything for him. It's not my body. It's not my right and authority. If any two of you will agree. So, we, we, I took his hand, we prayed the prayer, we released faith. I left him, he's, you know, in a bad way. Well, I came back the next day, and guess what? He's no worse. He's no better, <laughs> but he's no worse. Now, you might think, well, that ain't a big of a deal. If it's your body, and you're dying, huh? Because if you just stop getting worse, you got time, right? You got time. If you just don't get any worse, even if you didn't get any better, you got time. And so uh, uh, we thanked God that he had answered our prayer. And so I said, what if we believe now that you get a little better? Get a little better. And he, I, could, I could tell he was there. And so we did. And what do you think? Amen. Next day, not only was he not any worse, he was a little, not a lot, but a little detectable detectable better. And we did that for another day or so. And then I got busy doing other things and I didn't see him for a few days and I checked over and they said, well, he's released. They let him go home. (laughs) Oh, somebody say glory to God. And where did it start? Come on, help me out. I'm checking to see what do you want us to believe? What can we believe? And trying to find out where is the place where there is actual confidence and actual heart agreement? And we found it. And sometimes you got to look for it for a bit. You got to talk a little bit to find where that is. And the Spirit of God will help you. Like he helped me with him. I brought it up to him and I asked him. And I could tell he's like, yeah, he hadn't thought about that. Just not getting worse. But, that, but he thought, yeah, yeah, I think I can believe for that. And isn't the Lord gracious? He'll meet you where you are, right? And I mean in a matter of what? Uh, two weeks. He's not only not getting worse, he's good enough to go home. Amen. He's out of pain. He's miraculous. Yeah. They said he'd be dead by then probably. No, he's going home. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not home, home to the, to the home here. <laughs> Does it matter? Yes. I, I know this is so significant. He says, what do you want me to do for you? He said, I want to receive my sight. He said, receive your sight then. And exactly what he said is what happened. It was according to his faith, exactly according to what he requested and believed. Your faith, his faith made him whole. Your faith will make you whole. Say it out loud. My My faith will make me whole according as I believe, that's how it will be done to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Our time's up again. Come back tomorrow, there's more to see here. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got victory living Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.